Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She chooses ambition and is proud of it, but strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. An alpha female puts herself first, sticks to her priorities, but nurtures relationships with all the people in her life. So let's get started. You've heard me sharing about my Thriving for MS guide several weeks now, but I've actually adapted it so I could create a free guide for you to optimize five areas of your life that are the building blocks of your overall health. It's everything I wish I had known to take care of myself before my MS diagnosis happened. I believe that those who thrive living with an autoimmune disease have been gifted with a sidekick and it's our duty to teach others about proactive health, even before it becomes a pain point in your life. So I've put together a guide on the five building blocks of health. You can find out how to eat right for your body, different ways of moving your body, getting yourself into an amazing fitness or movement routine, learn how to get better quality and quantity of sleep. Learn to decrease that stress and really manage it, and then reduce toxic load on your body. So download the free guide at bit.ly forward slash health building blocks. That's bit.ly forward slash health building blocks and blocks is plural. I hope you guys enjoy it. Please message me on Instagram once you download it and let me know how it is serving you. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, episode 138. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we're talking to Nadia Pecherskaya. I hope I said that properly. So Nadia is a nutritionist and a passionate wellness entrepreneur. Years of overworking and burning out, she realized that diet and exercise alone wasn't enough to reduce her stress levels. So in search of better work-life harmony, she discovered CBD oil, which had a profound effect on her life. Since then, Nadia made it her mission to share the health benefits of this compound by starting a CBD oil company called Ikaria, which makes oil for busy female professionals. So we had a great chat. Nadia has been a listener of the podcast for a while, and she has a beautiful Russian accent. And I just loved the wavelength that we were on and the conversations that she brought up. So I know you're going to enjoy the show. Let's get right into it. Welcome, Nadia, to the show. Hi. Hi, I'm so excited to have you on. When you reached out to me, I knew you were an alpha female. So when I sent you over the definition... What did you think of it and how do you see yourself as an alpha female? Well, thank you for having me. First of all, I'm really excited to be on your podcast. I uh, absolutely love what you do. So um, I completely agree with you with your definition of alpha female. Um, It is about um, the balance between the feminine and the masculine. Um, You're talking about a woman being assertive and powerful, which are more masculine characteristics. But at the end of the day, we are women and uh, we bring that female energy into that masculine world. Right. So um, I completely agree with you. And um, I um, think the way I show up in my life as an alpha female is mostly at work. Um, I try to 
be more of a, a problem solver. And um, I have a lot of ambitions. Um, that's just the way I was raised. But um, I do believe that uh, we should be proud of um, the way we pursue our careers and the way we pursue things in our life. Um, it might be a little bit more of, um, um, I guess, assertive or maybe even like people might say aggressive way. But um, in my mind, it isn't. It's um, it's what we want and we are um, confident in what we want, right? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think, and I think it's hard because I've put the word assertive in the definition and that word can be, I guess, polarizing for some people um, uh, because they don't always think that it's just someone who's proud of who they are and is confident. I, I think I just need to change that word into confidence um, so that people don't think because I, I, I'm struggling with, you know, the world still thinking an alpha female is a certain way and there's only you know, so many people that I can touch with this definition. Um, but uh, it's so true that when we just like, when we stand in our confidence and what we want, then that, that's it. And we should stop apologizing for it. Yeah. And I love that word, the, that word assertive. I actually wouldn't remove it. I, I think that I, I, I just, I just because a lot of times, um, like we are, um, we want certain things, we, we have certain goals and then, um, uh, when things don't go our way, we just kind of back down and bend and not don't continue pursuing them. And I think assertiveness is that, um, I want, like, I want what I want and this is what I'm going to have. And it's obviously not any through any means, like obviously there are, you know, morals and values, but that being said, if it's something, um, I don't know if it's a place you want to live or a job you want to have, why wouldn't you, um, be assertive about it? Yes. Love it. That's kind of the way I perceive. Thank you for that. All right, cool. Uh, so we alluded in your introduction that you're a, nutrition, a nutritionist and now turned wellness entrepreneur, but give us kind of like a quick, you know, 30 seconds, like where did you come from? Did you come from the corporate world? Um, and maybe what led you to becoming an entrepreneur? Um, so I have a business degree and I was also, while I was getting my like finance business degree, I, uh, I also set it, uh, working in real estate. So I was quite intense <laughs> in university already. So I knew that I was, I wanted, like, I knew that career really mattered to me. And, um, so when I, but when I graduated, I also knew that, um, the corporate world wasn't for me just because I am a bit of free spirited and I do like, uh, things on my own terms. So I don't really follow uh, rules very well. So, um, and, um, yeah, that's how I, 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 I decided to go something, do something completely different. So something that I'm really passionate about nutrition was that thing. And once I graduated, I actually didn't know that I, to, I was supposed to be an entrepreneur. I uh, just graduated thinking that I'm going to be a nutritionist. And then, um, through figuring out what that meant, I realized that it is being an entrepreneur and it took me years to be honest with you to actually admitted to myself that I am an entrepreneur and I am creating my own job. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of a short background. <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay. So as you work for yourself and build your empire, not only as a nutritionist, but now launching uh, a brand new company, what does your work-life harmony look like? How do you structure your days? 
Well, first of all, I love the word harmony. I think we just talked about it beforehand. <laughs> um, so I, um, I'm a big believer in integrating work into life. So um, we all striving to live this like beautiful life of traveling and fun activities and adventure. Um, and um, in order to live that life, you can't live it after like 6 p.m. or whatever, right? Or weekends. You have to integrate it has to be like the same life that you're living. It has to be beautiful, adventurous life. And then you have to be working while doing it. So um, my goal, and this is what I'm working at doing, um, is to integrate my work into my life to the point that it doesn't seem like I'm working. And it does. It just seems like a one big fun adventure. Um, I mean, obviously, there is... Um, uh, when I say something like that, people usually think of like, oh, okay, well, the kind of like four hour work week concept um, that um, you're not working, but I am working. It's just what I'm doing. I am enjoying doing it. Um, so that um, it requires a few things. It requires being organized, um, making sure that like what what I have to do is being done, even when I am, say, like traveling or, um, I don't know, in Whistler having fun. Um, and uh, it um, requires, again, commitment, right? Because a lot of times when you are enjoying your moment, you don't want to be like, oh, I have to answer an email, um, which is difficult. But um, my goal is to like continue improving in that sense, because a lot, I've seen a lot, I've met a lot of, um, it's, um, I've met a lot of successful people that have have been able to integrate their work into their life. And it's amazing what you can do with your day. If you, um, are, if you free up your mind to be like, I can have a full day of fun while I'm still like getting on my phone and answering emails and answering phone calls. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I find it fascinating how many entrepreneurs that I have on the show have, um, like rebel tendencies, um, and I, I can't, like, I keep talking about Gretchen Rubin on this show and her, um, her four tendencies quiz. And I still haven't read the, the actual book that dives into the four, but every single entrepreneur that comes on and, you know, starts talking about like, I don't want to live against somebody else's rules. Like you just want to rebel against like quote unquote rules. Um, so it's kind of, kind of neat to see that a rebel personality is so well suited to um, creating their their own business for themselves. Exactly. And that, that's why I also think that alpha female comes in, right? Um, that like alpha characteristic is that adventurous, let's get things done, let's rebel, let's do our own thing. I, I think that's also the alpha in the female. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. It's funny because um, I don't have rebel tendencies at all. Like I'm very much a questioner and an obliger. Um, I love, like, I love following, like you give me rules and I follow them to a T unless they like, I'll, I'll question them. And like, why, why does this exist? Does this serve me? Okay. I'll follow it. Um, so maybe that's where like a little bit of rebel comes in. Yeah. But I also wonder if you create your own rules. I do at times, like that's why I went into side hustling because I wanted to just create, I wanted to have creativity in my life. Um, and I dabble in creating, but as someone that still works full time, this is an interesting kind of tangent, but as someone that still works full time, like I still have to follow rules. Um, but then I like 
edge in mind. So for example, we're recording, my listeners all know, like I record on my lunch hour. Um, and sometimes my boss wants to have a meeting and he forgets that I record podcasts. And sometimes I have to reschedule them because my boss is like, no, we need to talk about this now. And I'm like, okay, so I have to follow his rules. And then there's other times where I'm like, I can't talk right now. I'm recording a podcast. And he's like, oh yeah, right. Um, so it's a, it's a give and take. But I feel like un- entrepreneurs have the exact same thing, but maybe with their clients, right? If a client wants something from you or a customer wants something from like needs something from you, you kind of drop everything and get and deliver it, right? Because at the end of the day, it's kind of like they're your boss, right? Um, just kind of like the opposite way, but the same way. (laughs) Yeah. There's a saying where it's like, when you become an entrepreneur, like your business owns you versus like when you work in corporate, like your boss owns you. Um, so we, we always have people that we answer to. And I think another part of this conversation that's fascinating, and I had a little bit of it when I talked to, um, Alice Nichols, one of the recent episodes that, um, just launched in July, um, we talked about creating boundaries and, um, I think that's what also sets an alpha female apart is that she learns to create boundaries for herself. And sometimes they start small. Like I remember, um, in one of my earlier, um, career jobs, when I started getting into fitness, I set a boundary that I was leaving at 5 PM every day to go to the gym. Um, and there was women around me that, you know, would leave at 4 PM to go and pick up their kids from school. That was a priority for them. That was important to them. So they had to set that boundary in the corporate, um, uh, sphere or scene, whatever. Um, and it's the same thing. So like, I had to like raise my hand and be like, I'm going to the gym now. (laughs) And, you know, you have like a little bit of fear and then you're like, no, I can own this. And so it's also just like getting that confidence muscle strong to develop that confidence in terms of what, what are your priorities and setting those boundaries around them in a reasonable way. But I think both corporate women and, and entrepreneurs have to, have to learn this for themselves and what works best. Totally agreed. Yeah, it's difficult um, to to get those boundaries straight. And sometimes you're like, well, what are my priorities? And you're like, well, my priorities work right now. So and then you're like, well, no, like this is not supposed to be your priority. Your priority is supposed to be you. (laughs) But it's uh, sometimes it doesn't like you almost have to like force yourself to to shift it. So tell us about a time when you may have believed that work and life needed to be balanced and it just felt totally out of whack. And you're like, no, this isn't like, this isn't okay. Um, you know, we shared in your bio that you felt overwhelmed and was reaching burnout. So did you have like a one aha moment where you're like, that's enough. I can't do this anymore. Or was it like a series? Actually serious. Yeah. I keep going through cycles. <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping they're going to like get less and less of time. Um, but, um, they, it just in general, I just find some like in, um, when I go through the cycles, like in my life, I'm just getting better and better at catching myself, um, going through them and being like, okay, well I'm reaching the point where I am um, not taking care of myself. I don't have time for anything. I like cry so easily and I'm just not like in a good place. So what are my steps 
to get better. And I think that um, it's it's with everything, right? Like it's with whether it's my um, stress level th- throughout the day, whether it's my uh, stress level throughout like a year or just my health or just my uh, mental state, like whatever it is, it's that catching yourself of like being a, being aware enough to be like, okay, I'm, I'm like spiraling down. When do I stop? Like it has to stop now. And how do I get out of it? So, um, I've kind of just with, with the years, I just became better at catching myself, I guess. Okay. So you recognize and are self-aware enough that you can get into the masculine do work mentality really easily. Um, but you recognize and listen to your body when you're like, Oh, I'm getting to that point again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What's like one warning sign, like tired, energy, digestion? Usually in, um, I don't want to hang out with friends. Ah, okay. You're like, I just need to work, 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 work. Or like, oh, or just, I just want to be like by myself. Like I usually, like I, I like my own time, but then there's like, there's like, I like being by myself. And then there's like, I am, um, hiding at home from people or like, I am like hiding from people. Like I can't stand people right now. And I'm a very social person. So when, when I feel that way, I'm like, huh, something is off. I do need to be by myself, but I do like need to be by myself to recover, not to like work by myself. (laughs) If that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, okay. Share with our listeners what you're most passionate about. So my biggest passion in life is health, obviously. Like I've been in, 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 in health in many, many years, just at first as a hobby and then uh, for the last six years as a profession. And uh, from then, um, kind of like more um, uh, like a definite passion came out um, within last year, which um, has been uh, decreasing the, uh, the idea of decreasing stress. Um, so um, I have uh, started a company with uh, CBD oil um, and uh, uh, the kind of the way it came out is that I am um, um, I'm very health conscious. I, I you know, I, I make sure I move my body. I make sure I sleep well. I make sure I eat well. And then the fourth pillar usually to health is like lack of like not being stressed out. So whether it's like meditation, relaxation or whatever. And I'm, I, I suck at it. I'm not going to lie. So um, so that fourth pillar, I would always be like, ah, I know I have to improve that, but I just don't know how. I've tried all the different herbs. I've tried all the different modalities. I'm trying to meditate. I'm trying to do all of these things. And it just, um, it, things would work for a short period of time. So when I finally like burnt out one more time, I, <laughs> I, uh, tried CBD oil for the first time, um, and last October, and it was just, um, life-changing for me. So I became, it just became such a hobby of mine to like, um, understand how it works and, um, give it to my friends and basically spread the word about it. And, um, I was kind of amazed by reaction of everybody. I guess everybody reacted the same way I reacted originally of like CBD comes from cannabis. So it's a drug. So I, I don't want to take it. And, um, that's how, I mean, that's how I reacted to it too, for like six months. So, um, that's why I tried for so long. And then, uh, when I was like, okay, well the stigma needs to change. So I just became a fan of like changing the stigma and spreading the, 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 the word about, uh, this amazing, like stress reliever basically. So yeah, so that's what I've been. That's so cool. Yeah. And I have a similar situation because I've been starting to talk about, um, the endocannabinoid system and cannabinoid products because, um, as a doTERRA wellness advocate last September, they launched, um, Copaiba or Copaiba. Everybody says it differently. Um, which is, um, very strong in BCP, 
um, which is also a cannabinoid. And so my understanding is that CBD binds with CB1 receptors in the body. And then uh, BCP found in Copaiba uh, binds with CB2 receptors in the body. And they have very similar um, ways of working and supporting our immune systems, our you know central nervous system, um, and I think the research is just starting and it's coming out. So I love when someone finds something that works with their body to support the body in the way that it's supposed to function. And our nervous systems have been programmed from years and years of um, reacting the same ways to things and not understanding that, you know, our parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system is is fully set up to take care of us in the way that it's supposed to. Um, But we've been programmed in so many different ways, especially if we've lived around people that don't react well to stress. We, we learn, oh, that's how you're supposed to react when something difficult or something trying comes. Like, uh, you know, I, I, I rush, I talk really fast or um, I like tap my feet. And you just like you, we just kind of learn these things from watching or being around um, others that don't, don't have like calm central nervous system reactions to, um, to quote unquote stress. Um, yeah, so that's really cool. And I, I absolutely love that it's becoming more mainstream and that people are talking about it and that people are talking about it, that it's not a psychedelic, that it doesn't have, um, you know, the same effects as say THC. Um, even if that is something that serves many people in an amazing way, um, it's that conversation that, you know, even though it comes from the, from a a plant, (laughs) yeah, it is a plant. It's a plant. Um, but it's like, you're, you're not smoking CBD oil. So I, I think there's, there's, it's just, there's a lot of stigma around natural, um, natural products in terms of, um, how they're used or maybe who used to use them in the past. And so there's still like this, I guess, like hippie mentality or like, that's for a hippie. That's not for me. Um, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's interesting how like, yeah, that's, that's the mentality of like, oh, uh, like cannabis is for exactly. There's like this group of people that are cannabis users. Right. And then there is medical cannabis. And then it seems like nobody else should be using it, which is obviously not true. Um, but there's definitely this stigma around it. And I find still on the market, um, that's why kind of, I decided to do my own brand is because there's still on the market most of products are very much um uh like cannabis leaves everywhere and it's very like green dark green color and all of these like it's still marketed towards the same mark towards the same group and i'm like but what about the rest of us like why don't why nobody's marketing to me for example right because i would probably use it way more readily if something was done for me right if a person um so that's kind of where the idea came from and um and and i and just on the on the uh, point of capoeba oil um it's it's i also heard like amazing health benefits of it and it's just it's i want to say about like holistic hair like it is about 
taking it. You can't, there's no magic pill for anything, right? Um, it's our society tries to find a magic pill for, you know, to cure diabetes and to cure this and to cure that, but there's no such thing, right? It's a, it's a lifestyle. So obviously, you know, you can take as much oils as you can. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you're still stressing out and not dealing with your mental stuff, like, you know, it's not going to go anywhere. So, um, and, and I also believe in like surrounding yourself with, um, products that will encourage you to take care of yourself and encourage you to stay calm and relaxed. So like whether it's like bath bombs that you have in your bath and that remind you to take that bath and relax, whether it's relaxing music that when you come home, whether it's um, capoeira oil and like um, in your diffuser or whatever it is, right? Like it's, it, it, it's gotta be, you gotta be surrounded by it. Like it, you have to create atmosphere for yourself. After my MS diagnosis, I started doing what I now call the five building blocks of health. Um, so recently I've flipped over my sponsorship clip at the beginning of the podcast episodes so people can download it. And it's just simply like when you're looking to optimize your health or, you know, solve, like if you feel chronically vaguely unwell and you're like, I don't know what it is. There's, there's five building blocks. Like there's what we nourish our body with. Um, there's, you know, how we move our body, the exercise or movement routines that we have, how we're sleeping. Is it, do we have quality and quantity? Do we know how to react to stress and then reducing toxic load on our body? And I was doing all of these things intuitively when I was diagnosed with MS. And then when I actually found, um, the business model for doTERRA, there's this slide that we teach in like every single one of our workshops and we put up this building block slide. And a lot of the products, you know, you can use this to nourish your body or you can do use this oil to decrease stress by putting it in your diffuser at night. But it's such a simple tool and I absolutely love your choice of words in terms of like we have tools in our tool belt that remind us to do this. Or, you know, it's setting the intention to uh, create that reduction of stress. Like just simply pulling a lavender bottle off the shelf and putting a drop in an Epsom salt bath or grabbing your CBD oil at the end of the day because you know you've had um, way too many negative reactions to what's come across your path throughout the day. Like it's just these little tools um, that build on kind of the overall healthcare that um, we do for ourselves. And I love your choice of words for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like sitting here like nodding. <laughs> Can't see it. I couldn't agree with you more. It's just, it's that like reminding yourself to do it. And it's funny because, um, so the, um, the hashtag for my business is, um, hashtag, um, conscious healthcare and, uh, so, sorry, conscious self-care. Ah, conscious self-care. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, same thing. <laughs> like, um, so it's funny because um, I always say I'm like I literally just remind myself to take care of myself with my own business. So it's 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 just interesting how I um uh like I I guess I've reached the point in my life when I'm like I got it like I gotta take care of myself like it it has to happen like I gotta take care of my of my health of my health and my stress levels and everything and uh, I've created a company to remind myself to do that. So and I always say that people usually uh, work in the fields that they're most, um, they can most relate to, right? I always say that like 
nutritionists, for example, um, most of nutritionists had some sort of uh, problem with eating food, right? Like there's a reason why we're so passionate about it. Um, I personally had years of like dieting and uh, just not being happy with my body and just like looking back the way I ate. I'm like that sure signs of eating disorder. I, I don't want to say that I did have it just because I don't want to label any, anything, but um, just the patterns that I like can see from me in the past. Um, and um, that's why I went into nutrition. Now I'm like, okay, well now I'm, I'm, I clearly have been dealing with stress too much for too many years. So now I want to be working with product that is anti-stress. So I also find that like you can tell a lot by a person about their passion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we learn and then we teach. And um, as I as I sit here listening to you as well, I also think, um, okay, so backstory. Um, I just finished reading Lori Harder's Tribe Called Bliss book and started started my own Ottawa tribe. And we met we met this week and did the first meeting where you share a lot of vulnerability around yourself. And one of the other ladies in my tribe also lives with MS. And she shared with us that she was having a flare up. And we both view MS very similarly. Um, you know, I call it my sidekick. I actually call it a blessing. And I've started saying that it's actually like an angel sitting on my shoulder tapping me, um, saying like, hi, I'm still here. Don't forget about me. <laughs> oh, I love that. You still need to take care of yourself. Like you've been doing all the things, but this week you haven't. So let's just regroup. Let's restart. So um, I just want to I want to get into a little bit about like if you if you're recognizing that the stress is building up um, and your body's tapping you on the shoulder, how, how do you actually use your CBD oil? Do you use it in the evening during the day? Like, uh, do you have a routine around it? I try to use it. By the way, I love what you were just saying. I love that. I love that. Uh, like we we're very quick to judge situation as negative when in reality we can like always get. Um, the silver lining out of it and like the positive out of it. So um, I love your attitude. I think you should. <laughs> I love that you're also like sharing that attitude with other people. Uh, I um, I use it usually. Um, I like to use it in the morning, to be honest with you, just because I found that um, if I catch myself before I stress out, um, I, I can like avoid stress throughout the whole day, basically. But if I don't catch myself, if I like stress out, then I, if I take CBD oil, um, yes, it can, it will help me calm down, but I've already like stressed out. So I've already like gone through that. Right. So I try to like do like a preventative kind of care. So like in the mornings, um, I usually say that Monday somewhere like Monday morning, I always take CBD oil just because I wake up on Monday and I'm like, okay, the week is starting. And, and I, I, I like, I feel anxiety just because it's Monday morning. <laughs> so, um, so I usually just take it Monday morning and I'm like, okay, okay, I can do this. I can tackle the week. And I feel so much more confident and so much more like excited about it. And then, um, so like that kind of anxiety turns into excitement and turns into like, oh, let's get it done. Like it's exciting. And then, um, and then whatever else I like know, for example, if I have um, 
like I teach at nutrition school. And uh, if I know I have like four hours of teaching, which is exhausting for my body, to be honest with you, I, for example, take it right before I teach because for four hours, then I'm just not as tense when I'm standing up and talking to a large group of people. I'm just more like my body's more relaxed. So I, I find like after four hours, I'm just not as tired as I would be otherwise. Um, so yeah, so I try to do it basically before I, I have a stressful situation. Um, I find it just works better for me personally. I love it. I'm like obsessed with your proactiveness. Like I know you said preventative, um, but like that, that's, you know, I believe that that's what my mission is here is to teach people proactive healthcare. Like you need to do these things for yourself before it's a pain point. I know people, I know people deal with it once it's become a pain point, but I love that um, that we can talk to people who are like, you know what, it's like, I'm reaching that point where I'm feeling vaguely unwell, and I need to solve it ahead of time. So um, I, I just love that, that, that you do that for yourself. Um, okay, so let's get into how you also nourish yourself. And that could be um, mentally or food based. Yeah. So, um, when it comes to nourishment, I, um, I have this, um, you know, like we were talking earlier about rule breaking. Um, I have, I have certain things in my life that I'm like, I'm very stubborn about how they're supposed to be. And, um, like sleep, like I need to get my sleep. Um, it's an absolute must for me. Um, and even if I get like six hours of sleep, like I am, I'm very, I'm like, okay, well, how do I get more sleep the next day? I'm very uh, adamant about my sleep. Um, and then uh, the other thing is food. Uh, for me, food is everything. I, um, I feel good when I eat well. I don't feel good when I don't eat well. So it really, my day really depends um, on the food I'm eating. So I'm making sure that I have all the needed food to sustain me that day is very important for me. So like if, for example, I'm traveling and, um, I'm going to the airport, like, you know, I'm bringing like a jar of, I don't know, with like eggs and avocado and vegetables. And I'm that weirdo. That's you totally it. eat eggs on a plane. Oh, you're the person that everybody hates. Totally, totally. And I'm like, and I'm also like, it's like also in like this jar that I'm like going to throw out. So it's like usually from something. So I'm like, I'm that weirdo that does it. So, but, 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 but I'm like, but at that point I don't care because I'm, I'm, I, I need to eat what my body likes because I, I know if I eat some like certain foods that I'm just going to not feel well and then my day's not going to go well. And then, so it's just, it's just one of those things that I'm like very stubborn about. So for me, like food is a, a huge, huge nourish, nourishment thing. And I, I do believe like needing lots of vegetables. Um, just on the, the food on the plane thing. I was watching my friend Meg Doll, uh, Insta story for the longest time she was traveling and she had a sardine kick and she, she was, she was eating them like in the airport before she got on the plane. Cause she kept posting. She's like, I don't want to be that girl. <laughs> That's funny. I do sometimes eat it before I do. <laughs> um, okay. How else do you nourish yourself? Um, and then I just try to give myself space. Like I, I, um, I, if I have like a lot of meetings or a lot of things planned in a day, I'm like, when do I have time for my own space? When I like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not 
thinking about anything. I'm not with anybody. I'm just kind of like just me by myself doing whatever I feel like it in that moment. So giving myself that space is very important for me. Otherwise, it just I get like way overwhelmed with things. Okay, cool. Um, all right, let's get into let's get into anything like other than recognizing when stress is building up in your body. But are there any other health pain points or um, relationship pain points or personality pain points, business pain points that you're problem solving for right now in your life? Uh, all of them. <laughs> Maybe pick two. <laughs> so it's just um, I find in general um, like we we got to keep balance in life, right? Harmony, 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 harmony in life, harmony in all of the aspects of our life, right? Like it has to be harmonious. All aspects of it has to be harmonious with each other. I love that. Okay. I'm going to stick to harmony. Um, and I find a lot of times when we, um, we find harmony, for example, in our work, um, our relationships might get out of, out of harmony. <laughs> so, um, so it's just kind of like, it's this um, act, um, of like making sure that everything is working. Right. So, um, right now I've, um, like I've realized recently that, um, I had, like I had, I reached the point when I moved to Vancouver two years ago and I reached the point when I had like almost too many friends when I'm like, Oh my God, I'm struggling to keep up with everybody. And then, um, I reached the point when a bunch of my friends left Vancouver or, um, they are in like a relationship or in like new families. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, interesting. Like I have this space that opened up for new friendships. So, uh, which is always exciting for me because I love new friendships. Um, so like that is one area right now that I'm, I'm excited to work on, um, because I love new relationships in general. And then, um, just in general, like, uh, finding more adventure in my life. I find, uh, I'm very passionate about things. So, um, um, finding that like time to be like, okay, this is the time I'm focusing on the work, but this is the time I'm focusing on fun and adventure. I am like working on that too right now. Mm, interesting. So I discovered Shailene Johnson's goal planning method quite a few years ago. She, um, wrote a book push and then she created the push journals. And while I don't use her push journals, uh, her way of planning, I do kind of do on an overall basis at the beginning of the year. And one of the things that she does is have you write out like all the categories of your life and then score yourself on them. And so, yeah. So once a year I'll write everything down from like romantic relationship to friend relationships, health, um, pastimes, hobbies, um, uh, what else? Um, uh, career, finances, travel, spiritual, and you give yourself a ranking from one to 10. Um, and I heard once that like you should throw out the number seven, cause if you're giving yourself a seven, you really don't know what you want. So it's, it's either like above above an eight or above, or if it's below a seven, like you need to work on that. And then you take your lowest rank categories, um, because they're obviously becoming a pain point in your life. And then you goal set around those. So, you know, if for me, female friendships, I had ranked low because I had moved to a new city two years ago and was rebuilding friend or, you know, trying to build new friendships. And so I had ranked that really low. So I made it a priority to go out to networking events and always be meeting new people, messaging random people on Instagram, <laughs> and asking if they'd like to hang out. It's amazing how many friends you make on Instagram. <laughs> Can I just yeah. <laughs> and then, um, 
my fiance Mike was joking around. He's like, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get to a point where you don't know what to do, and I and, and then I reached that point, and I actually have had to start saying no to situations because I went like way too like gung ho out of the gate. Um, but yeah, like it, there's no there's no reason why you can't do that on a more frequent basis. You know, like once a month, once a quarter. Like, what are you what are your priorities for the next month? You know, do you miss having um, you know, summer bucket list adventures in your life. So you make that a priority, um, for the next month. Uh, or do you, you know, spiritual side, you haven't really, um, you know, dove into a good spiritual self-development book or maybe attended uh, a religious, um, community gathering that you used to attend. Um, and so you start to reprioritize those things, but you could do it on an annual basis, a quarterly basis, like a monthly basis. Um, and that's why, I love it because in the definition I built in, when you pick your priorities and stay true to who you are, you shine. Um, and there's nothing in there that says your priorities have to stay the same for an entire year. Um, like it just, it's, ebb, it ebbs and flows with life and life circumstances and just life stages as well. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Totally. And we, um, I, I 100% agree with you. And I also think that a lot of times we identify ourselves with certain things like, oh, I, for example, I don't know, I, I like to do yoga, right? And then you identify yourself with that. But in reality, like a year from now, you might like to do CrossFit, right? Um, and it's okay. Like it's okay to change drastically. It's okay to, to do something very different. Like um, I find a lot of times we're, we're just like stuck in the way we think we are, right? Um, like we say, I like to travel, but like maybe you don't want to travel right now. Like maybe that's not your priority and it's fine. Like maybe you want to go shopping and spend that money on like things that you thought was stupid before, but it's, it's, it's okay to do that. Like I find a lot of times we're like, we're stuck in the certain ways we think we are and uh, we don't allow ourselves to change and to evolve and to be different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I think that's why a few of my guests have been like, they don't like definitions. They don't like labels. Um, so they didn't really resonate with the definition of alpha female. And I was like, that's so true because it could potentially like put you in a box. It puts me in a box at times. Um, but I also love a guest that, um, came on and said like, I, I raise my hand and say like, I reserve the right to change my mind at any time. Um, <laughs> so, uh, that resonated. All right. Uh, well, thank you so much for your time. I feel like we could chat much longer, but uh, let's get into our last question. Would you leave our listeners with what your definition of happiness is? I've heard um, a while ago, I want to say it was from Eric Hurtol, Um It was uh, the phrase peaceful aliveness. Um, so every time I think about happiness, I think about peaceful aliveness. So to be at peace with yourself and with your surrounding, but to feel alive and to be fully alive and present. Mm, I absolutely love that. Well, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you and um, you're doing an amazing job, honestly. Like I, um, when I see when I meet ladies like you and I'm so proud to be um, a woman and to be part of this um, movement of uh, women like standing up for um, our power and ourselves. So I love it. This episode is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. It's the most popular mushroom product on the market and I've actually been drinking their Shaga tea even before they sponsored the Tim Ferriss podcast. So I figured it was about time I got you guys a beautiful discount so you can snag your own mushroom coffee, tea, or hot cacao mix. 
I'm obsessed with the Shaga mushroom tea. I drink it in the afternoon for a really high dose of antioxidants. And then the hot cacao mix with reishi mushrooms is my favorite for an evening treat if I have a sweet tooth craving. So use the promo code alphafemale at checkout for 10% off and you can shop on their website at foursigmatic.com. For the listeners of the Alpha Female Podcast, Audible is now offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you can check out their service. There's some amazing books like You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero or The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash alpha. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash alpha for your free audiobook. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast up of choice. Go do it now before changing to the next episode. And just leave me a rating and review. It'll help other alpha females find this podcast and join in on the conversations. You can find more of me at robinbaldwin.com and join us next week for another inspiring chat. Have a spectacular day.